0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the quote-unquote real episode uh, 12 of NFL Insights, hosted by Brennan. Uh, We did the first three games of the week uh, prior to Thanksgiving. We hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. You had time with your family and friends, and you ate a lot of good food. Brennan went two and one. He didn't take his Vikings, and it cost him, but uh, he'll take the two and one. We will uh, get right into it here with the first game on the schedule on Sunday, which is the Panthers. We'll start with the worst game on the schedule. How about that? Well the three and eight Panthers welcoming in the three and seven Broncos. This is uh, maybe the worst game of the entire season so far. Uh, maybe
1: uh, it's a big battle of the suck for sure. The Broncos can't score points. Their defense is great, but it always but it always lets them down because well the offense always lets them down because they can't score. They were without uh, Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler, two wide receivers, and um, they it still went they still went into overtime with the Raiders despite being without both of those two. But they lost, and they're now going on the road against a Panthers defense that is pretty good. the The Ravens only scored thirteen points, but the Panthers' offense let down their defense as as well. They only scored three points. Baker Mayfield got the start, but now Sam Darnold is starting, and he sucks. Um, but this is his first game of the season, so maybe he has some... Maybe he'll deliver a surprising performance, but I don't know. Uh, despite the fact that the Broncos are without Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler, I'll take them. I guess I'll take the Broncos, but I'm not confident about it. If they lose to Sam Darnold, fire Nathaniel Hackett immediately.
0: Agree. Head to Cleveland, where the three and seven Browns will be welcoming in the five and five Buccaneers. Bucks have to have this game if they're serious about making a playoff run, I would think.
1: Yeah, I think they'll be just fine because take a look at the division. It's pretty bad. The Panthers are three and eight. Um. The Saints are four and seven, I believe, and the Falcons and the Falcons are five and six, and they just lost Kyle Pitts indefinitely and waived this wide receiver named Brian Edwards for no reason. So I think they'll be just fine. They still have Tom Brady. They were able to get the win over the Seahawks in Germany, which was uh, impressive. They were they were three and five, then they won two straight, then they had a bye week to rest and recover. They had a bye week to uh, prepare for. For this one, they had extra an extra week to prepare. Uh, the Browns were are, are three and seven. Their defense is terrible. They give up thirty points almost every game. Uh, we knew it would be this kind of season for the Browns. They're they were just they've been waiting all year for Deshaun Watson to come back, and he'll come back next week against his former team, the Texans. So this so this will be Jacoby Brissett's last game starting for the Browns. He's been decent, but he's just not Deshaun Watson. I think it'll be a close one, but I think the Buccaneers will win it.
0: All right, let's head down to Jacksonville, where the three and seven Jaguars moderately improved from uh, last season, but still not good, welcoming in the seven and three Ravens who look poised to maybe, uh, you know, make a statement about the state of AFC things.
1: Uh, So the Jaguars, they have three
0: wins. It's
1: the same as last season, but uh, Doug Peterson is a million times better than Urban Meyer. Uh, I think the future... Could be bright for for the Jaguars. And the Ravens, they won 13-3 over the Panthers. It was 3-3 to for most of the day. Uh, as I've repeatedly said, Lamar Jackson has been dealing with a, with a mediocre supporting cast his entire career. And uh, that it showed against the Panthers. They just could not score. They were able to get a Lamar Jackson rushing touchdown at the end, which was their only touchdown. And the defense did their job. This defense, uh, it was pretty bad at, at the beginning of the year, like the like the first half of the season. It was pretty bad, but now it's now it's it's elite, and um, they're going to be on the road against the Jaguars. That was um, they got the win, but it was a bad offensive performance. Um, the Jaguars will probably score more than three points, but we'll have to wait and see. There, an upset is possible here, but I'm going to stick with the Ravens anyway.
0: Okay, um, let's go to Miami, and uh, this one is uh giving off strong lock of the week vibes i don't know we didn't talk about it before we started but the seven and three dolphins will be welcoming in the one eight and one texans what do you think
1: not the lock of the week just yet but this is uh this should be a very easy one for the dolphins they were on their bye week and that gave them an extra week to prepare um tua is undefeated in games that he starts and finishes um, the Texans are the Texans are terrible. They decided to bench Davis Mills and and Kyle Allen is going to start this game and, and maybe the rest of the season, but uh, yeah, this team is just terrible. They're on track to get the number one overall pick in the 2023 NFL draft, which they'll, they'll probably use on Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. and uh, there's no guarantee that Lovey Smith will be there next year. They just they just fired they fired david Cully after a four win season where they were competitive in most of their games i thought that was unnecessary and there's rumors that they could fire smith after one season and i think it would be the, if, from what it looks like from what it looks like to me the te- if that would really show the texans are a terrible organization with no with no plan or direction if they decide to fire two blackhead coaches in one After one season because it's been well documented that uh, they don't get as they don't get as many chances as white head coaches do and they don't they don't get many chances and they don't get much time either so I don't think he deserves to be fired because the roster is so terrible but we'll see what happens but um, yeah the, the Dolphins should just destroy the Texans and that's what I think will happen.
0: Okay, uh, speaking of benched quarterbacks, let's check in with the Jets Uh, at six and four, welcoming in the three and eight Bears. Zach Wilson inactive. Uh, He appears to have really lost that locker room. Jets uh, probably rethinking that pick.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they are. I I wasn't a fan of it as soon as it happened. I thought the Jets should have taken Justin Fields or Mac Jones. They were proven leaders from big schools uh, from, from big colleges. And uh, he, sh- Wilson showed some potential as a rookie. Almost everyone shows some potential, but they upgraded the defense. They had a lot, they brought in a lot of weapons. And the expectation was that he would take a big year to leap. The, the talent's pretty good. Reese Hall was phenomenal until he tore his ACL, but they still have some good running backs. The, they have some talented wide receivers and tight ends, and the, and the defense has been phenomenal. But Wilson has just been bad the as his entire the, the entire season, even in games that he has won. It's been mainly just the running game and the defense. Um, when they, they played the Patriots last week, uh, he was bad against them. The first meeting, I think, he threw three interceptions in the first meeting, and the Patriots won ten to three. They won on a Punt, return, touchdown. The defense shut the Patriots down all day long, all game long, and they they the Jets just couldn't score. They had two yards of offense in the entire second half, and that's just pathetic. And Wilson was asked after the game if he felt like he let the offense down or the defense down, and he said no, and that was the wrong thing to say because, almost, because pretty much every other quarterback would say that they have to be better and take accountability for it. And uh, the Jets want to see if they can win now with Mike White and Joe Flacco. Maybe if the Jets record was reversed or it, worse than what it is now, maybe he would still be getting playing time. But I think I feel like the Jets f- think they've reached their limit with Zach Wilson, even though Robert Salas says that Zach Wilson's career with the Jets isn't over. I just don't believe it. Mike White is getting the start. He is he is, he can be an up and down type of quarterback. He threw for over 400 yards in his first start against the Bengals. Then a couple weeks later against the Bills, he threw four interceptions. So you really never know what you're going to get. And with the Bears, Justin Fields suffered a shoulder injury. He is questionable, truly questionable. We have no idea if he's going to play. Uh, I wouldn't do it if I was the Bears because the season is over. He has made he has shown a lot of progress from his rookie year. He's made a lot of progress since his rookie year. And um, Trevor Simeon would be the backup, I think. So I thought this, when the schedule came out, I thought this was going to be Zach Wilson versus Justin Fields, two of the five first-round quarterbacks taken from last year's draft. But uh, it could be Mike White versus Trevor Simeon instead. Um, if I knew Justin Fields' status, I for sure, then I would... that that it's impacting my pick uh i'm gonna assume he doesn't play and take the jets so uh yeah i guess
0: (laughs) don't sound too enthused about it this next game looks to be the marquee matchup at one o'clock and maybe the entire week uh the seven and three titans welcoming in the six and four Bengals, and this will have huge playoff implications
1: Yes, it will. This is a rematch of last season's divisional game, divisional round game, which the Bengals won 19 to 16 in an upset. Uh, the Titans sacked Joe Burrow, I believe, nine times in that game, but they were let down by Ryan Tanhill and the offense. Tanhill threw three interceptions and they were all critical mistakes. Uh, um, that was A.J. Brown's last game in a Titans uniform. He's no longer there. He's on the Eagles now. And the Titans picked Traylon Burks to replace him. That, that hadn't gone well at all until last Thursday night when he had over 100 receiving yards. Still no touchdowns, I don't think. But that was it, it, that, that was a good thing to see for for, for, for the Titans. It was it showed progress. Um, the Bengals got the win against the Steelers last week, despite uh, losing Joe Mixon to a head injury. Um... In the middle of the game, and they were without Jamar Chase. Mixon has been ruled out with a concussion, and Jamar Chase is a game time decision. I wouldn't risk playing him un- until he's fully healthy. Um, the Titans are at home. They last played on Thursday, so they'll be well rested, I'm sure. Uh, and I'm sure, and I, I'm sure they're going to be motivated. They, they probably want revenge for what happened, and uh, I think they'll get it. I'm going to pick the Titans.
0: All right, let's head down to Washington where the Commanders at 6 and 5 will be welcoming in the 5 and 6 Falcons.
1: The Falcons got the win over the Bears, but it came at a cost. Kyle Pitt suffered a torn MCL and is out indefinitely. Not as bad as an ACL, but he's out indefinitely. They could, he could return if they make the playoffs, but I don't think that's going to happen. Kyle Pitt Kyle Pitt's is out and uh, this wide receiver named Brian Edwards, who was drafted by the Raiders, then he was either released and the Falcons picked him up signed him or they he was traded to the Falcons I don't know which it was but the Falcons released Brian Edwards and uh he's a good wide receiver not great I think anyone that needs a wide receiver a contender that needs one uh should go get him in my opinion so yeah the Falcons are without two weapons the Commanders are 6 and 5 they could they could ha- they could have the potential to make the playoffs and um yeah, I think it could definitely happen. Uh Chase Young was activated off the physically unable to perform list or pup. Um he has a chance to play this week. And if even if he doesn't, I like the commanders to win this one because they're at home and they always just seem to they just seem to win with Taylor Heineke. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the commanders here.
0: Arizona Cardinals four and seven uh coming off a disastrous game in Mexico City not only on the field but off the field welcoming in the five and five Chargers who really should be better than five and five I think their head coach is holding them back
1: potentially but the injuries have been devastating they've lost Rashawn Slater their left tackle for the year uh, their speedy wide receiver Jalen Guyton for the year cornerback JC Jackson that was a big free agent signing He's lost for the year with a torn patellar tendon um, Joey Bosa is out indefinitely with a groin injury, and they had and Keenan Allen was out for weeks with a hamstring injury. Although he's active now, and Mike Williams suffered a high ankle sprain week seven, I believe he played last week, but then he reaggravated it. So the injuries have been crazy, and the Cardinals they're banged up too. Kyler Murray and Mark Kyler Murray and Marquise Brown didn't play last week, but they're on schedule. They're they it seems as if they're going to play this week but the Cardinals are still banged up. Cornerback Byron Murphy, uh, left tackle DJ Humphreys, and wide receiver Rondale Moore are all out. Uh, the defense had no answers for the 49ers, and the offense has just been, the offense was not good at all, although there was, it was Colt McCoy out there and not Kyler Murray, and Marquise Brown has been out for weeks, so those two being back should help. there. well, they're, familiar with each other. They have chemistry with each other because they both played at Oklahoma, but I think the Chargers are going to win. The Cardinals just aren't that good of a team. Uh, both these teams could have a new head coach next next year, but uh, I just think the Cardinals have a lot of flaws, and I think the chart the, the Chargers are super injured, But and I think it could be close, but I think the Chargers will win. It could be close, though also i literally forgot robbie anderson was on this roster because he has i thought i literally forgot he was on the cardinals because he's done pretty much nothing at all
0: except cost me a seven leg parlay where i would have won thousands of dollars so robbie anderson is not my favorite let's go to seattle check in on the six and four seahawks who'll be welcoming in the three and seven raiders uh raiders
1: yeah it's been a disappointing season for them too the afc West was supposed to be the best division in football with the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos. But instead, it's been the AFC East and the NFC East that have been the most competitive divisions. Maybe next year, it'll be what we thought it would be. Um, Josh McDaniels, not a good head coach, and that's being uh, nice. Uh, not good at all. Two of his uh, three three wins have the season have come against Nathaniel Hackett, who might be even worse than... He is, and the other win was against the Texans, who are the worst team in the league. They have been, they have gotten very, they have been very close with other in, in 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 most of these games. They have blown three leads of seventeen points or more, which just has to be infuriating. This team just should be a lot, they should be a lot better than they are. I think the plan is for Josh McDaniels to stay. I don't, I don't think I agree with it, but um, they'll be going into Seattle. The Seahawks were on their bye week. They Played in Germany, week ten against the Buccaneers. They were down twenty-one to three at one point, and then uh, they all they they almost came back, but they fell just short. Uh, they had the bye week to think about that, I, and I just think they are more talented and better co- and better coached. The Pete Carroll is a better coach than Josh McDaniels, uh, so it could be a close one. But I'm going to take the Seahawks here.
0: If I had looked at the schedule before uh, we did this, I would have known what your lock of the week was. I know for a fact that this is it. Uh, when they pr- drew this schedule up, I thought—I bet they thought that this was going to be a marquee matchup. But right now, it looks like it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. The 8-2 and two Chiefs will be welcoming in the 3-7 and seven Rams, and the Rams are going nowhere fast.
1: Yeah, I hope they enjoyed winning that Super Bowl because they're not going to get another one for a long time. And, and that's what it looks like right now. No Stafford, no Cup, no no Matthew Stafford, no Cooper Cup. Aaron Donald could retire after this season. Backup Bryce Perkins is going to start. Who's who? I think who I think is the third string quarterback. Uh, Patrick Mahomes versus Bryce Perkins. And Arrowhead Chiefs next.
0: Sorry about that awkward silence. I was uh, I was caught uh, by surprise that the. The lack of analysis but i agree with it uh patrick mahomes versus the rams scrub is an automatic chiefs win uh let's go to san francisco coming off a huge win in mexico city six and four welcoming in the four and seven saints break it down for us
1: the 49ers are uh, one of the best looking teams in the nfc for sure jimmy garoppolo played fantastic last week and pretty good overall he threw four touchdowns against the the cardinals uh Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell are a great running back duo, and this defense, led by D'Amico Ryan's, is phenomenal. Ryan's is probably going to be a head coach somewhere next year. They've been a little injured on the in with the defense, but Samson Ebukam is on track to return, and Eric Armstead is listed as doubtful, not there just yet, but he'll be back eventually, and perhaps defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw as well. Debo Samuel is listed as questionable for this game with a hamstring injury. Uh, he was inactive week 8 in their second meeting against the Rams and the 49ers still blew them out because of a three touchdown day from Christian McCaffrey one rushing, one receiving and one passing to Brandon Ayuk the Saints, it's been a disappointing season people thought they would be a lot better than this because of the talent on their roster injuries have been a reason for that but it hasn't been very good they're not much of a doesn't look like there's much of a direction right now they thought they would be a lot better than they were, so they traded their uh, their a first-round pick, their 2023 first-round pick, to the Eagles so they could get two first-round picks in this draft. One was on wide receiver Chris Olave, who has been looking really good, and one was on left tackle Trevor Penning, who I think broke his foot in like training camp, although he was activated off of IR and could play soon, maybe even this game, I don't know. But the Saints got the win against the Rams, Andy Dalton played pretty well, but it was against a Rams defense that has been pretty disappointing. And Matthew Stafford was carving up their injury, their their super injured defense until he was evalu- evaluated for a concussion. Then they were able to take care of business, uh, business against Bryce Perkins. They were at home when they beat that Rams team, but they're going on the road to San Francisco. And that's going to be that's tough for any team. But for this team, I think especially so uh, I'm going to pick the 49ers here.
0: All right, the Sunday night game uh, has the nine and one Eagles hosting the four and seven Packers. Uh, seems to be a mismatch, but we never say never when you have talking about Aaron Rodgers.
1: I guess, but this looks like a very difficult uh, game. Uh, anything can happen, though. But don't I don't see a win here. Although that win over the Cowboys was very surprising for the Packers. Uh, wide receiver Romeo Dobbs, one of their good-looking rookies, uh, he's out. Linebacker Devondre Campbell is listed as doubtful. Uh, the Eagles just might have, they have one of the best d- defensive lines in the league, if not the best defensive line. They added Linval Joseph and Ndamukong Su, two free agent defensive tackles after they lost to the commanders. Their run defense was exposed there, and Jonathan Taylor still did pretty well, but they they were able to get the win. They really shouldn't have, though. They were, the Colts were up thirteen to ten. It was a third and goal, and Matt Ryan got sacked by Hassan Reddick. But replay showed Hassan Reddick had Matt Ryan's face. He was grabbing Matt Ryan's face mask. It wasn't called, which I guess makes up for the lack of a face mask called on on Dallas Goddard when he got hurt against the Commanders and and fumbled. Uh, so the Eagles are still without are still without Jordan Davis, but they have great depth at the defensive in the defensive line at the defensive line. And they are—they're still without Dallas Goddard, their main tight end. The offense was not doing much of anything until the fourth quarter. But um, the Eagles are at home; they're they're at home, and uh, the Packers are not what they used to be. And uh, so I'm so I'm gonna pick the Eagles here, but it could be a close one.
0: All right, this Monday night game looks like a snoozer uh we got the four six and one colts welcoming in the three and seven Steelers I guess if you want to watch uh see how Kenny Pickett develops maybe that's an attraction but otherwise looks like a snooze fest
1: yeah not uh this isn't a game that doesn't look it's, it doesn't look like a very important game the Colts I believe are in the hunt but I don't see them getting in because the Titans have are seven and three and they swept the Colts, so I think they're the only team in the AFC South that makes the playoffs. Uh, it's been a weird season for the Colts, uh, and and a bit of a disappointing one too. It's not what they expected. The uh, they fired Frank Reich after he benched Matt Ryan versus Sam Ellinger. The offense was pretty poor with both of them, but especially so with Ellinger. That guy looked terrible. Then they hired Jeff Saturday as an as the in, as the interim head coach and. He immediately put Ryan back in the starting lineup, which was the right decision. Their offense was pretty, it was doing okay with Matt Ryan. Uh, they got the win against the Raiders, then almost beat the Eagles, and they probably should have. So, uh, and, and yeah, the Steelers, uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, played pretty well against the Bengals. Uh, and George Pickens is looked like a great draft pick. Uh, he's looking like a really good rookie wide receiver, but there it'll be... Uh, a rookie quarterback on the road against a pretty talented Colts defense. So uh, I'll take the Colts here.
0: And there you have it, folks. Uh, Brennan's looking to duplicate his success from last week. So uh, feel free to follow uh, him on Twitter at PhD in NFL and check out all his content and all the great content over at qblist.com And we'll see you next time.